let me first say that I think the expectations placed on the movie played a big role in some of the backlash. You know, I think that there was this constant hyping up of like, oh my god, this is going to be our, like, Black Panther. Oh, this is like Selma. Um, and, and a lot of Asian people were, like, hyping this up. Like, this was going to be the big, like, this, this grand civil rights <laughs> Asian American moment. And I was just dying because I'm like, it's not really, it's not our Wakanda. It's... It's our hitch, you know, that Will Smith movie. It's a, that was a cool rom-com. It's our You've Got Mail. That was, I mean, that's a classic. This, this will go down as a classic. But in terms of, like, I, again, I know that I'm, I'm, I can't expect this rom-com movie to be, like, super woke and, you know... Uh, breaking down uh, uh, the patriarchy and, and you know, like, I, I, I know it's not going to be that kind of film, right? So I had to c- come in there and, and manage my expectations. Um, and as a movie, as just a romantic comedy, I think it was a lot of fun. I think it was a lot of fun. Like, I went to the movie and I... I had a blast. There weren't any scenes that were, like, boring. Um, There wasn't anything, like, egregiously terrible that I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe they did that. It was just a fun time, you know? Like, good music, a lot of high energy, great outfits. You can tell that the production value was just, like, like, I mean, you you could feel the richness. Like, I was like, wow, like, they're, like, they're so snobby. Like, I don't like any of them, you know? But... I, um, I had a good time. I had a really good time watching it. But on that topical note, I would say that it's like a, it's like a nine out of 10, right? But that is, that is my very, very, very topical opinion of Crazy Rich Asians as a romantic comedy. Now, as a film, just in general and comparing it to other films, I don't really think it was as great, to be honest. And I have a couple of reasons and a couple of things, so I'll, I'll sort of walk through them, okay? And for me, it's just like, I'm, I'm really picky about plot lines and, and certain things within the writing that do and don't make sense. Um, all right, so first off, the movie starts off and... You know, you have Rachel Constance Wu, who is this professor of game theory, right? Honestly, I wish I knew about game theory. It sounds really, really cool. Um, And if I'm not mistaken, it's something like, you know, uh, a study of like how to how to produce the best outcome out of any particular situation, like seeing seeing different situations, social situations as like games and there are ways to win and there are ways to lose. And I, I, I think that's sort of basically the gist of it. Right. And so the main character, Rachel, she's smart, you know, she's a professor at like NYU or whatever. And like, she's a smart, wealthy person and she's dating this guy, Nick Young, this Asian dude. Hey, I'm not gonna, I, 
I'm gonna say this dude. He's handsome, man. He's a handsome guy. He's a handsome guy. I'm I'm proud that they got him. He seems like a nice dude. Uh, I know in person. Um, I have people who who have met him, and they say that Henry Golding is a charming, charming man. And I have nothing bad to say about him. He, he, uh, he, he's starring in another movie, so it looks like his star is sort of lifting off, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad, you know? Uh, his acting was interesting. I guess I just, I, I'm not used to Asian dudes in, like, British accents. It's just, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm still, I grew up, look, I grew up with, the the William Hung stereotypes. So I'm like, I'm still salty from that shit. And so like, you know, that was the identity that I was brought up with. So to see that jump from like how Asian men were represented to Henry Golding, eh, that's a big leap, you know? Like, it's, and it was just so surreal because seeing just this this Asian male character just not once being disrespected or there being some jab about him, his, like his dick or, you know, his manhood or whatever. Like I'm so used to, and I'm, and I'm sure that all people of color kind of go through this where you're so used to watching TV and movies, just waiting to cancel it. Cause you know that some joke is going to, is gonna come up. You know that some racist thing is gonna come up, and you're just like, oh my god, like, just get it over with, right? I watched the movie and I, and I didn't feel that once, and it's just, it's nice being able to watch a movie that you can just relax and just know that, like, you won't have to deal with bullshit. So, on that level, it's, it, you know, it, it was definitely a, a monumental thing for me and, I, and a monumental thing for Asian uh, male representation. Now, back to the sort of story. Um, uh, so Rachel is the super smart professor who teaches game theory. And she has this boyfriend named Nick Young. And she has no fucking idea that he's like stacked. Like, like, like you're, 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 you're dating like you know, Floyd Mayweather, and you don't even know that your boyfriend has Floyd Mayweather money. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, I know that people can hide stuff, but in the movie, in the beginning, her boyfriend was spotted by two random girls who like, oh my God, like it's him. He's that famous guy. And they snapped a photo of him and like, you know, they snapped a photo of him sitting next to Rachel and that was how word spread in the beginning of the movie. Like, oh my God, who's this mystery girl? Oh, how did she get this like super charming billionaire uh, heir? And so it's just kind of, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me that it's like, ev like all these people know about your boyfriend, but you don't know about your own boyfriend. Like you didn't look him up. You didn't <sighs> like, again, they were, they, in the movie, they talked about how this Nick Young character, his family is so, like, stacked that they basically built the, like, they, the, they developed all of Singapore. You know, like, that, that's how they were explaining his character, that he, that they were so rich that they basically, it's, again, it's, it's like you're dating a Trump. 
or 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 in Irvine. You know what I mean? It's like it doesn't. But again, that aside, I know I'm being like super picky about it. Whatever. I let it go. Sure, you're a super smart person. For some reason, you don't know about your boyfriend's like, like that he's like a fucking rich as hell person. Cool. So they get on the plane, they go meet the family, and um, I think the characters were um written well. In, in the sense that they were relatable and, and it's like, oh shit, I know an Asian person like that. Or, you know, oh, that actor guy, like that's, you know, he's, he's making out with his girlfriend out in public and like they're super into PDA. Like, I know Asian people like that. Or, you know, the, the Asian cousin that was played by Ronnie Chang, who's like super neurotic and he's like super superficial and, you know, he just, he puts his foot in his mouth like, oh, I know Asian people like that. You know, it's like, so it's cool to see that for the first time. And even though these characters had their flaws, it wasn't racialized. You know, it wasn't like there, there, there weren't any jabs. There, there wasn't any uh, uh, sort of racialized uh, sleight of hand. Um, but <sighs> what else? Um. Oh, okay, so let's talk about Aquafina's character. Oh, man. Woo! So, Aquafina, Aquafina. Um, if you don't know who she is, Aquafina is a, Nor- uh, is a New York-based, quote, rapper. Uh, and she... Uh, her genre was, like, comedy rap, you know? Like, you know when, you know when Eminem does, like, his... Um, his slim shady bit, like where he's, he's more into comedic and just like joking around kind of stuff. Like she, she did a lot of that, you know? And, um, and sort of the general conversation about Aquafina and her, the, the, the problem that people have with her is that people say that she is appropriating a, a, a black accent, uh, with rap. Because they say that, like, okay, you know, um, the way that she raps, her voice, her real life, her real life speaking voice isn't like that, and so she's, you know, essentially throwing on a character when she's doing that performance, and that perform, and that character is a caricature of like the way the black people talk. Like that's, again, I'm not, I'm not saying I stand anywhere because for me. <sighs> As an Asian person, it's it's like it's really not my place to say, you know, because I feel like the only people who can really say whether or not Aquafina is definitively in the right or wrong are black people. And so for me, I, I, I'm just trying to see where everyone feels about it. But um Yeah, so the issue with Aquafina in the movie is that she was the sassy, uh, quote, urban friend. You know, she, she had all this, like, she, she spoke with sort of her, uh, uh, a, a, a New York accent. And again, another layer to the complexity of this issue is some people are like, okay, well, she's trying to speak like a black person, but then other people are saying, oh, well, no, that's just how people speak in Queens. And so, then you go into, well, 
isn't the way that people speak in Queens, um, influenced by black people. So it's like, it's a really, it's a really complicated discussion. And again, as an Asian person, I don't have any authority to really like make any judgments on this, nor do I even know enough about it. So it would just be an, it would be an uneducated opinion. Um, but yeah, that's sort of the general, that's sort of the general conversation uh, revolving around Aquafina because uh, a lot of people feel like she hammed it up for the movie, like even more so than when she turns that switch on uh, when she's rapping. And so some people were like, you know what? Like she was, she's being problematic. Um, and other people are like, no, she's, that's just her herself. And she's just exaggerating her, her actual accent. Again, it is super um, complicated. And if you're interested in it, you know, there's a, discussion on Twitter and whatnot, uh, but definitely, you know, chime in, let me know what you think in the comment section. Um, let me see. Bry guy says, uh, I don't think Aquafina appropriates rap Queens culture because she knows where it came from and pays homage to it personally. Um, you know what? <sighs> Here's the thing that's kind of tricky about that. Um, when when people say, oh, well, you know, uh, this person isn't appropriate because you give credit. <sighs> That's always going to be a super subjective thing because, you know, how much is enough credit? You know, it's kind of like the Bruno Mars discussion. Like, you know, people are saying, oh, Bruno Mars appropriates and other people are like, no, well, he gives credit to black people. And then some people are like, no, well, he doesn't give enough credit. So it's like. Again, you can be in, you can argue from all sides. You can argue from the um, perspective that Aquafina is uh, properly paying homage, and you can come from the perspective that she's not. Um, Paul Hitson, uh, can I find this podcast on iTunes? No, I'm not on iTunes yet. Honestly, I'm just trying to like get this thing running and just being a little more consistent about it. But again, if you're all interested, um, you know, let me know. Again, I want to try to do this more often, and I'll, I'll try to put it on um, on iTunes. All right. Um, is it... Uh, oh, gosh. Is it Tui? Uh, I'm sorry, again, if I uh, butchered your name. I feel like generally when you convert a book into a 90-minute film, you're forced to rush things and unfortunately will end up betraying... Betraying many aspects of the book. I try not to bash it too much because it's understandable. Yeah, and, and I understand that, like, you know, taking hundreds of pages worth of content and reducing it into, like, a thin, you know, little, little uh, size script, you're going to leave out a lot of details. And a lot of those details are probably integral to the actual narrative. Um... So I, I get that. I get that. Um, but at the same time, I still think that the things that I'm being picky about, like, 
again, I, I still think it could have been, I still think it could have been cleaned up, you know, like, like, even if it was, see, and, and, and this is even hard, because I was like, I was trying to suggest, like, okay, well, maybe, like, there could have been scenes where she was, like, getting little hints that, um, that he was potentially rich, but then again, it's like, well, then you're making the movie longer, so I know, like, it's, it is really tricky, um, but again, these are just particular things that I found kind of weird. And and another, th okay, oh my god, this other little annoying little logical shit. So there's this character, right? Her name is Astrid. She's uh, a very poised, and you know, the uh, one review compared her, compared her to Audrey Hepburn, and she's very much like that character, like you know, of uh, uh, a tall and skinny. Um, um, perfectly postured Asian lady. She, she talks like this with an accent. I don't even know where her accent's from. Like, like, damn, like, where are all these, like, Asian people with all these cool-ass accents? Anyways, um, but so, 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 so she's this really just, like, a, a great, nice character, right? There's really nothing that you dislike about her. Um, and she has this boy toy... <laughs> This, like, man meat. <laughs> I say that because in the movie, man, like... And I don't have a problem with it. Like, they were just, like... They really, like, zoomed... They were zooming in on this fool's... Like, not even the abs. It was the ab. <laughs> it was, like, the... It was the vein on the ab. And then these slowly zoomed out. And I was like, you know what? As an Asian guy, I'm okay with this. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay with this representation. This is this is a good representation, and um, and he was this sort of I don't know, like they portrayed him like he was just like this really ungrateful guy, right? And I understand that that was his character, but I also felt like so many of the characters on Crazy Rich Asians were just so two dimensional. You know, like, like Nick, there was no character arc. He was just a really nice, lovable guy through and through and through. The, he, he didn't, he really didn't do much to make you like dislike him or like make you kind of question or anything. And I'm not trying to say like, I wanted him to be like low key an asshole, but I want there to be some sort of depth and, and something like, again, I'm glad that they represented an Asian guy positively, but at the same time, I'm like, shit, that, yeah, he's nice, but he's fucking boring, and Rachel, like, I guess her arc was okay, and, 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 the, and the rest of the characters, like, they just didn't, it didn't feel like like, they felt kind of cardboard, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I get your character. You were the the uh, very loud and obnoxious cousin. Oh, and you're the this lady, blah, blah, blah. And that, and that was it, you know? It was very kind of Disney. Um, and what else? Oh, God. And so the the ending all right now the more i think about the ending the more i realize that 
shit, man. That was kind of a clusterfuck. Like, okay, so here's how here's how the ending. <laughs> here's how the ending is. Um, the main character Rachel is having an issue with uh, Nick's mom because Nick's mom's like super controlling. She has like, you know, she's super defensive about the family and. You know, she's, like, snooping around and shit. And, um... And so... The mom... Uh... Brings... So messy. Just... Oh, the level of... Oh, the mess. The mess. The fu- Oh, my God. It is, like, a... It is a disaster. Like, she she comes out with printouts. She She hired a private investigator to to look up Rachel's parents and she was basically like, oh, your dad cheated on your mom. And I was like, ooh, this is just, oh my God. This is, we're, we're, it's, this is Maury. This is Maury. We are, we are watching Crazy Rich Maury. (laughs) And, um, and I was like, okay. And, the, and then the grandma just like ate it up. And she's just like, oh, you're from a bad family. Like, get out of here. And it, it just felt so like weird. Because like the grandma before was like, oh, you have a beautiful soul. And she like touched her face, Rachel's face. And she was like, oh, like, I, like she was giving off this vibe. Like, oh, I can see you in the family. Like, I've accepted you. And and then the, the grandma just like flipped right away you know and it's just and i was like okay we're we're this is where we're going okay let's just let's just see how it goes let's just see how it goes rachel storms off crying she like sleeps in her friend's room for like two days and and then she decides to take a plane and then when she takes a plane uh mr perfect comes on and he's like it's giving me high key wedding singer vibes where it's like oh no like you're leaving but like i'm here on the plane and oh i'm bumping into people this is awkward like i was just like oh god whatever i'm dealing with it let's do this come on come on come on what's going on and he was just like professing his love and like he proposed to her and oh no no he didn't propose to her there um wait no yeah he did Shit. Okay, so, <laughs> okay, so, so before <laughs> rewind, he proposed to her earlier, and she said no, right? Because she was like, "Oh, well, like, you know, your family's this way, and I don't want to like intrude on that, so I'm gonna be leaving, right?" So then he went on the plane. Okay, all right. So now it makes sense. Sorry. So on the plane, he proposes a second time in front of everybody, and you see these aunties like. Like, hee hee, like, you know, like, giggling and stuff. And it's funny. It's it's a cute scene. Like, it's it's just, it's good Asian American, not Asian American. It is good Asian wholesome fun. All right? It's sweet. But it just doesn't make sense. It still doesn't tie enough of the loose ends. Like, you know, so he he gets this, this ring, right? He gives her. Uh, her this green ring that's supposedly like 
a symbol of like, oh, let's let's start anew and like fuck what my mom said or whatever. Or I don't know if it's that or if that was the ring that the mom received from her husband. I guess I might have missed that. I think it was. But anyways, it was just like, wait, so, so back up. Hold on a second. Within the span of like a couple days, your mom, who hired a private investigator and was like, she was, she was pig pen. She was pig pen from Charlie Brown. She was a mess. She was a mess. And you're telling me that the messiest character on the entire show magically changed her opinion. How? How? You you painted her as this Cruella DeVille, this devil wears Prada, get me my coffee character, and then she folds like that? Like, there was a, a, a moment where, like, Rachel, like, kind of, like, oh, like, you know, I'm leaving you, I'm leaving you guys, but I just want you to know that, like, I could have had him. Like, she had this moment where they were playing Mahjong, and, you know, she kind of, like, did this thing. But it's just, like, <sighs> I just didn't feel like enough had happened to warrant that much of a flip. You know what I mean? Like, when you've established a character to be this badass person who, like, is, like, petty and messy and, like, is going to be on the real housewives of, like, Singapore. Like, dude, like, then that she needs to be, you know, <sighs> again, I, and I know it needs to be a happy ending. No pun intended. I know it needs to be a good time. But it just, it, it, it felt you could feel that it was rushed, you know? And I think the editing and the the great music and the soundtrack, it really, um, it really covered some of those plot holes. So you kind of just didn't notice it. And you're just like, oh, whatever. I mean, <laughs> fucking Harry Shum Jr. Damn, that fool's like good looking. I don't care what, what logic, plot, who gives a fuck about that? Hey, here's a cameo of another Asian person I recognize. Like, that was kind of what it was, you know? And that's, like... I I kind of uh, liken it to Marvel movies. I know some of you are going to fucking hate me for this. But I think some Marvel movies are a lot more overhyped than they should be. Like, I don't think that the storyline of a lot of Marvel movies is all that great. And I think they're just really good at inserting witty little banter and, like, little one-liners, like, you know, like, oh, uh, you know, this Avenger can't pick up Thor's hammer. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like it's these cheap laughs and these cheap little, like, oh, that's that's cute. Oh, it's a cameo. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> you know, like, and so it's just, it's like, I feel like it's a lot of low-hanging fruit in, in Marvel movies. And I feel like in Crazy Asians, there's some moments where I was just like, hmm, cool. That's cool. Oh, I recognize that person. Oh, that's a really nice dress. Oh, I like that scene. Oh, that's cool. Ooh, I like this representation. You know what I mean? And, again... I'm 
maybe I'm being too picky, but again, if I this is my review of Crazy Rich Asians as a movie against all movies. If it was up for an award for, you know, the the category of best uh, rom com, then sure, I think I think it could win some awards as a movie. Meh. I give it a seven and a half out of ten. Now, the looming topic of discussion um, is the impact of Crazy Rich Asians, all right? Because I know I mentioned it earlier about how it's not our Wakanda and it's not supposed to be our Black Panther moment. Um, it is a good movie and it's a, it's a, it's a landmark movie and it's, it's going to be one of those things that, you know, we're all going to remember and, you know, they're going to fucking build a plaque in LA somewhere and just, you know, we're going to talk about it forever, I guess. Um, but don't mistake things that happen first with things that are actually truly groundbreaking. You know what I mean? And the thing is, a lot of people are saying that, like, oh, Crazy Rotations, it's going to open all these doors. Yeah, it will. It definitely will. Crazy Rotations will open a fuck ton of doors. But we also don't know what doors those are. We don't know if they're good doors to begin with. Let me give you a really good example, okay? And I wrote this in an article that I'm uh, hopefully getting published in NeckShark. So I wrote about Crazy Rich Asians. Is this. There was one person who, who opened the most doors for Asian Americans on Hollywood. The, the one person who probably more than anybody else opened more doors. Can anybody guess? I will give you all... 10 seconds. Who do you think is the one person? 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Yes, 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 Mr. Kendrick Mai. You are correct. Mr. Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee kicked open more doors than any other Asian American, right? Okay, now, now just listen to me, right? Bruce Lee opened more doors because he also opened a market for an entire genre. I mean, this genre also paved the way for a lot of people who were non-Asian. You know, a lot of like a, like uh, a, a lot of uh, black actors got into uh, the kung fu game. You know, guys like Jim Kelly. Um, who were really sort of inspired by that uh, movement in Hollywood started by Bruce Lee. So he opened a lot of doors, but what people forget is that not all of those doors were good. Because consider this, even though Bruce Lee started off in the 60s, right? His legacy and his impact had lasted 40 plus years and it continues to impact us, Right. Yes, he gave a lot of jobs for Asian people to star in these roles, but there was also sort of the backlash of, well, now everyone expects 
expects Asian guys to be like Bruce Lee. Now everyone thinks that this is what we want. And the reality is that even though there are a lot of people who want to be like Bruce Lee or act like Bruce Lee or do what Bruce Lee does, it doesn't mean that everybody wants to. And if you followed the interviews and sort of words of a lot of Asian American men in Hollywood and actors, like a lot of them, especially a lot of older ones, they'll tell you about how you know, in order to get in, they had to cut their teeth by, you know, taking on these kung fu roles or like these really stereotype roles or like, you know, they had to do like a what the like, you know, like just so so the the impact um, is is a lot more complicated than just oh like Bruce Lee did all this good and I'm not trying to like implicate Bruce Lee like I'm not trying to say this is any of his fault it really is just like you know white Hollywood's fault it was white Hollywood's fault for always expecting us to be like Bruce Lee when you know we 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 don't want to be that way and what I'm trying to say in relation to crazy rich Asians is that yes this is opening doors but what doors are being opened what is the expectation now? Because we live in a very different world than white people. In terms of like representation, in terms of Hollywood, in terms of what we're able to get. I mean, Crazy Rich Asians, a lot of the support of this movie came from the people. Look, n abs abs tell me the last time that a Drew Barrymore movie had to be petitioned for and like had to gain support and white people are like, oh hey like you know let's go bring awareness to this drew barrymore movie like how many how 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 many times has it happened All right but every time it happens with people of color you know we know that it's sort of a like oh like we need to to be the marketers we need to get the word out we need to hype this up you know and um ah <sighs> It's um it's hard because I think that we we put we definitely put a lot of um pressure on this movie. And um I don't know how Hollywood is going to respond and I don't know if Hollywood is going to think, "Oh, so Asians like this." Asians like movies about rich Asians. Because keep in mind, like, there's more books. Like, Crazy Rich Asians. Like, this is... There's going to be a second one. If you watch the ending, Harry Shum Jr. pops up in the on the end. It's like, hey! And it's a teaser to the fact that uh, he's going to be in the next movie. Um, And so... Sorry, my voice cracked. <laughs> and... And... and and so I know that, you know, we're going to be back. Okay, cool. Crazy Rich Asians too. Cool. Whatever. You know, I'm cool with it. I'm down with it. Um, but it's like, it makes me feel a certain way that it's like, it took, it took Asians being crazy rich. It took, it took this story. It took this many stars 
in order for us to get a rom-com. You know what I mean? A, a fucking rom-com. And so, in one way, I'm like kind of miffed. I'm like, uh, damn, we should have gotten Crazy Rich Asians like a movie like this like a long time ago. Like, we're kind of overdue for this. So, you know, well, I think it was a, a monumental movie, I don't think that it pushes the needle all that much, to be honest. Um, because I still think that the movie falls in line with the type of Asian people that non-Asian people are, or, or at least white people are comfortable with. You know, affluent Asians who are rich and you know, it's like, oh, I've seen those Asians at the mall. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's just, it's a movie that, you know, um, I don't know, you know, I just, I just think it was a good movie. I don't, I don't know if it, it'll have as positive of, of an impact. Um, and I say that because like, there have been times where I've, thought that and i thought that it's like oh man this is going to change the game but then it really doesn't it's kind of like it's kind of like um steven young in the walking dead dude i thought that him being in the walking dead being in a relation in an interracial relationship him having you know a strong character uh, type and you know him being sort of a manly man like I thought that that was going to be game changing and I thought that uh, that Asian guys were just going to get like dope roles like left and right and yeah we have crazy rich Asians now but you know it's like what happened to Stephen Young like I barely hear from that dude you know what I mean like I don't know I don't know how many other production companies are going to want to take a risk or if they're going to want to like 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 i don't know what where they're going to try to probe and what stories they're going to try to tell with asian americans you know because if, if it's if it continues to be shit like this cool crazy rich asians oh uh, let's make a movie about asian doctors oh let's make a movie about asian real estate people uh, uh the real housewives of silicon valley preaching all asian people you know it's like there's, it still projects at the end of the day the image that Asian people are all like these really affluent and smart and blah, blah, blah. And like, yeah, there are Asian people like that. But <sighs> like for me, I, the way that I see representation, I don't see representation as I want to see people who look like who I am. I want to see people also who like you know uh uh represent folks who are not like me you know people who are sort of pushed to the edges um because that is in my opinion how you humanize people of color like when you represent them in just a more complex way like if you talk about asians who are like you know, who have like disabilities and you have about Asians who are like, you know, who are 
um, who might be autistic or Asian people who might, you know, again, like, I know this, I know realistically speaking, like, knowing Hollywood, that's a tall thing to ask. But, um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not impressed by the rich Asian, the affluent Asian, the smart Asian thing. Like, it's akin to, 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 to saying like, oh, here's a movie about Mexican people. Like, they're hard workers. You know, it's like, oh, okay, that's like a good stereotype. Uh, okay. You know, like, I want something different, you know? Like, and it's, it's like how a lot of um, other people of color feel. Like, you know, we don't want to, to only be seen as, like, one particular thing. Like, like, that's why I think it's so cool, this resurgence, for example, of, of uh, shows like, um, what is it, On My Block or Chewing Gum, where you're taught, where you're, showing these people of color but they're like quirky or they're different or they're just something like like the like they have personality and, and it's and it's not like this masturbatory like oh we're just gonna make we're just gonna make us look so good and so flawless and so cool like i don't know i just like i like more relatable characters you know but that but that again that's just me um so yeah i give crazy rich Asians about seven seven and a half out of ten um let's see what people are saying kendrick Maya is saying yes kim's convenience is so funny uh oh all right so i need to watch it i tried watching it a little bit but like i got sleepy um but i definitely need to watch it person ning says fresh off the boats asians are pretty average money wise uh yeah yeah and and i think that's i think I, I definitely like that. Um, I mean, I like that aspect. Um, and I actually think that, uh, Fresh Off the Boat is a pretty well-written show. Um, I just, I guess I just kind of just fell out of it. Just mainly because I, um, I, I don't know. It's just, I, I watch a lot of shows and I kind of just like bounce off. Uh, hi Judy. Um, Please say hi back. I look up to you, dude. Thank you, Judy. Um, you know, Judy, perhaps this is time for me to let you know that if you want to hang out, I am on a Facebook group called Lag Fam. Lag Fam was produced by me. And again, I, I'm, I don't know. I think that you're, you, I don't know if you're on it, but um, look it up. It's Facebook. Just look in the search bar, uh, lag plus F-A-M, and you can join. We're having a lot of really cool um, discussions there, and I comment there a lot more than over here, so check out. Uh, William Alexander Morrison says, um, like, I feel eager for more representation, but also acknowledge that it's not this movie's sole job to do that. Yeah, so I understand that that crazy rich Asians isn't supposed to be this representation of like everybody. Right. But that's the thing is that it, 
it was trying to hype itself out as like, oh, it's like the Asian movie of the century. You know what I mean? Like, again, I know that that's, that, that didn't come from the director. I understand that. Um, but again, that's why I'm saying, or that's why I was talking about, like, there were just a lot of, like, plot holes and a lot of things that just didn't make sense for the characters, you know? And those are the reasons why I didn't give it as high of a score, you know? Like, in terms of the legacy shit, like, in terms of whether or not it's going to be, oh, super impactful, whatever, that is, like, a bonus. Like, that is just how I feel. And, and, and to be honest, um, like I was mentioning earlier, um, the legacy of, of Crazy Rich Asians can't be told now because we don't know what the ripple effect is like. We need to see the rocks skip across the ocean several times for us to see, like, okay, well, let, like, let's see how far it's traveled. Like, let's see, you know, you know what I mean? Like, we, we don't know if it is really lifted off. Like, we haven't seen, like, oh, man, like, all these characters, all these actors and actresses from those movies are getting all these roles. And, like, oh, my God, like, you know, Kansas Wu is in Avengers. And she's, like, beating up Thanos. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, we need to, s the, the proof is in pudding. We need to see the pudding. Don't see the pudding. We don't see the pudding. Um, uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Mm, Marissa Allen. Uh, I think it's crazy that it's been so long. Like, hell, the Joy Look Club was so long ago. Uh, Amy Tan keeps writing. They could adapt a ton of stuff by now. Uh, Clarence Ding. Uh, Sorry to Bother You is a pretty good use of Steven Yeun. Ooh, yeah, I really need, need to watch that movie. Um... Stephanie Ravenswing. Uh, so they didn't see Gorgeous with Jackie Chan, huh? Uh, no, unfortunately, a lot of people didn't bill Jackie Chan that way. You know, his characters were never written that way either. Like, he was kind of just like a mercenary. He was like always the dude hired to kill. But he never like had a love interest. And like the people he would save would have love interest and other people. I don't know. It was, it was pretty shady. You know, it was pretty shady. Um, let's see. Um, if anybody has any questions, any other thoughts about the movie? Um, Alexander Cal, can someone save me $10 and tell me if this shit is worth it? If I super dislike upper-class Asians, um, then you're probably going to dislike it. But, again, like I said, it's a good time. It's a good time, you know? And the reality is, like, white people aren't expected to have, like, super woke movies all the time. And people of color are. Or at least we feel that way. And I think I'll end on this point. Um, I think the reason why people of color are so hard on themselves on, on a movie like Crazy Rich Asians and why I'm being really like a, a very, very stingy asshole about it is because, um, like I said earlier, media impacts people of color differently. A bad movie comes out with white people, 
white society isn't changing. Nothing's going to happen. If, if, if a movie bombs with like all amazing white actors, no one gives a fuck like that. That has no impact on white people. You know what I mean? Like, like when it, when it comes to people of color, if one person fucks up enough, then it becomes a sting on everybody. You know, it's like, it's kind of like uh, uh, during the during the Obama years, people were like, "Oh, fucking Obama!" Blah 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 blah, and the, and 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 people were just like blaming black people as an extension. Your president is doing like what? Okay. Um. And, and so I, I know that movies like Crazy Rich Asians, whether we want to admit it or not, um, you know, they can still have an effect on, on society. Like not even just in terms of like media representation, blah, 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 but just like how people feel about us and how people talk about us and, whatever stereotypes that come with it, you know? Um, because everything that you do as a person of color is like looked at under a microscope. You know, if you do something wrong, if you do something weird, then that becomes like, that becomes attached to you, you know? Like the stickiness of, of, of the failures of people of color, like it, it stays with you more, you know? Like, William Hung was a dude on American Idol who didn't do anything wrong. And they completely, like, like exploited this dude's reputation. And a bunch of Asian dudes, like, got shit for it for years. Years. I know, I lived through that shit, you know? I'm sure a lot of you lived through shit, too, you know? Like, one person makes a bad move in your ethnic group, and, and then you feel it. Like, people start making jokes, and people start saying shit, people start bullying you. But if white people fuck up, who's... Like, like if... if Nicole Kidman was caught doing fucking cocaine off of El Chapo's ass... No one's going to be going to white people wagging their finger like, oh, I saw what your people did. <laughs> like, no one, no one would do that, right? But a lot of people do that for people of color. You know? And, and so, um, you know, I guess, like I said, you know, I think the reason why a lot of people of color are just really picky about this stuff is because we know that not necessarily that it will have an impact or it will like ruin things for us and oh my god like crazy situations came out and now everyone's treating me terrible like i know it's not going to happen like that but again i i just i don't know how the reception is going to be and i don't know like how it's going to move the needle of progress and I don't know if it's going to be good. I don't know if it's going to be bad. I don't know if we're going to be pigeonholed. I don't know if we're just going to start thinking that, okay, well, all Asian people who, who, who deserve to be on in Hollywood have to be 
pale East Asian, thin, skinny, tall, whatever. You know what I mean? Um, because I've noticed the way Asian representation in the media has changed. And I could see that there's, there's definitely a look. You know, like there's definitely a look. And it ain't Indian people. It ain't brown Asian people. It ain't people who are not a size zero. So, as much as we want to also say that Crazy Rich Asians has no responsibility to change up the game, historically speaking, Crazy Rich Asians is still very much in line following the same recipe that a lot of other shows and, 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 and these movies take on. So, again, um, I know I'm, 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 I'm being really picky. Um, but, um, let's go ahead and see. Um, Manatee says, I have read the Crazy Rich Asians book two years ago, did not finish reading it. What? Why didn't you? Was it that bad? Kendrick Mai. Um, I also recommend... Into the Badlands with Daniel Wu. His, uh, honestly, his acting is a bit eh, in my opinion. <laughs> but I'm still a fan. Um, but there are other characters that are really dope. Alright, Kendrick. Look. Listen. Are you listening? Alright. What you just said... Is so fucking true. And I felt so bad. Like, oh, God. You know... Again, that's another thing that's hard being a person of color is like, sometimes it's like, there's so little representation that like, when there's something available and you're just like, I'm not really into this, but <laughs> if there's an Asian person and they're being portrayed well, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> you know, like, Into the Badlands is cool and like, there's like cool fight scenes and stuff like that. But that Daniel Wu acting though, ugh! It needs to be tightened up a little bit, you know? Like, there's just, there's something a little too... Hi. I heard you calling. What? Why did you do that? I'm gonna fight you now. I'm an assassin, and I don't like this. I'm grabbing my son now. We are leaving, you know? <laughs> like, it's just, he feels robotic. He doesn't... Yeah, I get it, he's an assassin. He grew up with, like, he has no heart or whatever. Kill a lot of people, but it's like, oh, okay. You know, he's just his his acting chops just haven't developed. Um, let's see. Um, Desiree Gibbs, I agree with Kendrick. I was watching it earlier today. Really great, creative work too. Garrick Assad Holland, bad movie with white people, Hollywood. Bad movies with white people. Hollywood will produce 12 more movies just like it with the same plot. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Like, like it's so funny to me how white people try to be like, Oh, I don't know if we should spend this money on this ethnic movie. This might be a risk. But it's like, uh, do you not watch your own movies? Because it's a lot of your shit's like exactly the same. 
you know, like, like I've, I've, you don't even have to tell me the name. All, no, all you have to do is tell me the name of one of these like white people rom-coms. And I already know how, how, how it goes down. I've seen it all, man. You know, the, oh, I'm a, I'm a soul, I'm, I'm, I'm a, uh, 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 an army guy and I'm coming back to my lover and I'm, I'm damaged and you need to help me. You know, like I, man, their stories are so boring. That's why a lot of people like K, like K dramas and J dramas. Cause that drama is just like, it's like under the surface. You know what I mean? It's like, it's grimy. It's just, it's interesting. White people romance movies. It just feels like privileged stuff, you know? It just feels like, oh, we're both rich, and, oh, we have these problems, and we don't know what to do about our love. It, it's just, mm, I'm not interested. Um, Mr. Preston Ng says, it means a lot to see Asians on the big screen. Better Luck Tomorrow was a whatever movie, but I remember being a teen and it was like, whoa, that's crazy. It was the first time I'd seen Asian teens on the big screen. Bro, Preston, I am talking to you right now through, through your soul. I am, I am, I'm fucking living in your soul right now. And let me tell you, Preston, um... I saw Better Luck Tomorrow as well when I was uh, when I was younger, and so I I totally know what that's like. You know, to see someone it's like, whoa, they look like me. Um, but I I also I also want to say that I don't want Asians take to continue to get into this habit where they feel like they need to support something just because it's Asian. Because then what ends up happening is we start promoting shit. And at the end of the day, that will only backfire. Um, oh God, I'm going to feel horrible and messy for this, but I'm going to go there. Um, in high school, I used to join like, um, I was really into fashion. I was really into fashion and like modeling and shit like that. And, um, I, um, I would attend the uh, uh, the Vietnamese fashion show uh, hosted by the Vietnamese club. And look, they were all cool people. They were all little nice people. But the shows in general, I mean, it's a high school show. They were usually shit. They were just, it was just shit, you know? And sometimes I'd be like, why did you do this? Like, I've been to, I've been to you know, my fair share of like Asian cultural nights. And a lot of times I'm just like, Oh, you, you thought that you thought that was a good idea, huh? Okay. You know, and, and there's this, I feel like there's this mantra, especially you see this around like college Asians, you know, especially college Asians where it's like Asian Asian everything, oh, support, because it's Asian. You know, it's just like this weird, weird sorority fraternity mentality where it's just so, so pro-Asian that it's just, that it's, it has blinders on. And I felt like there was a lot of that, um, like, in a lot of these Asian cultural nights where 
or you know like these these clubs that would just gas up asian people and think that everything that they were doing is fucking awesome but it's like no like some of it's not um and for crazy rich asians again i think that like a lot of people were just like gassing it up gassing it up and like oh my god just see this part oh, blah, blah, blah. it's so great blah blah and i'm just like again i don't see it i just don't i don't know um but yeah like like i said i just i think the best the best thing that we could do is be hypercritical now again i'm no i'm going to i might get like accused of like you know not staying in my lane or anything like that but I, this is genuine honest fucking god admiration all right as a community I think that one of the reasons why black people and black uh, artists and black culture is so, so successful is because I feel like black communities are a lot more honest with each other. I feel like Asian people, and Asian people know this, that we are so obsessed with saving face. We are so obsessed with appearing like we've kept with the Joneses and that everything's okay and that we're all getting along, that our families are great. Perfectly embodied by the character in Crazy Rich Asians, uh, the Ronnie Cheng character, or actually a lot of the characters. You know, it's like everyone's trying to like front like their lives are like great, you know? And I, I the thing that I, I admire about the black community is when art comes along, like an artist releases a, um, a single or, a, 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 or a movie comes out. Um, there is a lot of discourse and a lot of like picking apart about like why this movie or why this thing is good and bad and blah, blah. And there's a lot of like discussion. And it's not to say that Asian people aren't having these discussions, but I feel like, there's just a general sense that Asian people think that we all need to get along, that everything needs to be like this unison, like pan-Asian, everybody fucking loves Raymond, everybody fucking loves everybody kind of thing. And I think that that's great for getting your name out there, but I don't think that it's great for changing the game. I don't think that it's great for pushing the needle. I don't think that it's great for um, uh, uh, breaking, like really smashing through doors. Um, and that's my, that's again, that's an, that, that goes back to the whole crazy rich Asian things. I think that it's opening doors, but I don't really think that they're like, it's a huge leap, you know? Like I said, um, yeah, it's, it's, ah. All right, let's see. Um, Rest of Alan. Uh, I, uh, I just love John Cho. Uh, Stephanie Ravenswing. Nicole Kidman's dad hunted Aboriginal kids in Australia too. Damn, really? God, I didn't know that. Um, Kendrick Mai said, uh, the look is still... Uh, western features oh hell yeah you know oh my gosh like again that that's another thing like you know the, the people on uh 
crazy rich Asians are like good looking people and whatnot. But again, a lot of their, a lot of them had, and at least the stylings did have a much more Western look. Um, which again, it's, yeah, it's fine, I guess. I don't know. I'm kind of whatever about it, but, um, uh, Marissa Allen said, unfortunately it got canceled, um, as did Selfie, which I thought was finally hitting its stride. Yeah, you know, I feel the same way. I was watching Selfie, right? So that John show, show, um. And he was like this advertising guy, marketing guy, which I totally resonated with. I thought that was so cool. Um, but he was also like pretty neurotic, which I guess I'm kind of like that too. So I guess pretty accurate. Um, and he was like, you know, uh, uh, the really wound up Asian guy and the white girl, the redhead was like the kind of loose, loosey goosey free spirit type and she was supposed to break him out of his shell and like right when he was like the shell was cracking open right when that shell was about to crack open um fucking the show got canceled and i was like what like it was like mercy said it was hitting this stride um and then it just i don't know just went away I'd like to see Rain do more films. Rain, man, I don't know what happened to that guy. He just did Ninja Assassin, and he like never heard from him again. It was cool. I liked it, and I and I love that he was in a movie with um, alongside a black woman in a romantic lead. I fucking love that. Um. Desiree Gibbs, uh, the Daniel Wu impression on point. <laughs> I know, right? Shit. Um, let's see. Marissa Allen said, I'm a horrible nostalgic millennial, and I admit to wanting a cameo from every famous Asian in Hollywood and Crazy Rich. Ming-Na, where are you at? Uh, yeah, like... I think it was cool, you know, to have, like, a bunch of these little Asian cameos and whatnot. Um, and it was nice because, like, the more Asian people that sign on, the bigger the production gets. So it was kind of cool to see a bunch of people kind of just jump in. I'm like, oh, hey, I remember that Asian guy. Oh, I remember that Asian guy. Like, you know, it's kind of, it was kind of like uh, the greatest hits of all the Asian people who are currently uh, in Hollywood. Melanin Moore. <laughs> I like that. Um, I agree with the K-drama part. I started watching them because I was tired of uh, of the same shit. Um, LM Jacks, I've read all the Crazy Rich Asian books. Yeah, it was trite and soap opery, but it was fun and held my interest. It was a fun beach. Uh, whoops. It was a fun beach-like read in a good respite from the beginning of Chitolini's reign. Amanda T said Rain went to focus on his singing career. Really? Huh. I guess so. Um, all right, everybody. I think that about wraps it up. If you like the podcast, please let me know. Like the video. Oh, like the video. Or you can continue the discussion. You can join my Facebook group. 
It's a really cool Facebook group. People, people need to join. Go to Facebook right now. After this is done, just, if you have a baby, forget the baby. If you have something on the stove, fuck the stove, fuck your house. And I don't care if you have a sleep, just gotta go on Facebook. Go on the top corner, put your beautiful little finger in the search bar and um, you type in lag plus sign fam. Lag fam. Lag fam. All right? It's easy. The group, basically the way that the group works is it's no drama. No drama. No drama because there's no politics. It is a group for people who are involved in sort of this civil rights community, SJWs or whatnot. Um, it's like, it's a place to just chill out. You know? You don't have to talk about triggering serious stuff. You go there and you talk about mental health. You talk about going to the gym. You talk about watching a movie. You're talking about a funny video of a racist white guy getting his ass beat down. Which is beautiful. I just love it. Um, it's a funny group, honestly. And like we started up like a week and a half ago. And the group is like fucking amazing. It is fucking amazing. Like, like, we started up this thing and just the vibe is just so organic. Everyone gets it. Everyone, everyone knows the fucking rules. Because everyone in there is like, most of the people there are like people who've been on lag for a long time. And so they know what's up. They know how I roll. They know not to fuck up. No one wants to get banned from there. And so people just, they, they come in and they're just really opening, opened, open to sharing. You know, they talk about their life. They talk about, you know, things that they're depressed about or abuse, or they talk about, you know, the, the ask for advice or the, you know, people have opened up, uh, uh, about family members and divorce and just, you see a lot of really beautiful people and a lot of beautiful people's stories and, you kind of just peel back this layer that I feel like is, has been on the SGW community for such a long time. Like, I think everybody is just so fatigued and, and so tired of fighting. You know, I go to boxing and like, dude, 30 minutes of just punching a bag is exhausting. And like my, my arms want to fall off. My arms want to rip off and just fucking, I don't know. I like, I get super, super tired. And that's how it's like when you're an activist. Like you feel like you're constantly pu punching, you're constantly punching, you're constantly punching. And when you constantly feel like that, you just like, you don't have any energy for anything. And sometimes you need that refresher. You need that opportunity to like, have a, 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 a chilly towel to put over your forehead and like a ice cool Gatorade and a, and a bench to sit on and be like, hey man, like, welcome in, sit down and just hang out. If you want to talk about politics, we have another group called, and Stephanie um, um, is listing it down below, 
called Lag Town Hall. Now, Lag Town Hall is a group uh, for civil rights stuff specifically. Because a lot of you like would send me messages and like, hey, talk about this, post this, blah, 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 blah. Now, you don't have to do that. If you want to talk about stuff, you want to like bring it up to the community, we have a group that you can do it. And you can talk to people. You, like, it is a platform for you. And unfortunately, Facebook like, has been really dickish. And they've not been showing my page a lot to the people who follow me. But groups show up on your timeline a lot more. So if you follow these groups, you're more likely to encounter similar content. Because they're all groups. Both these groups are created by me. And so you can trust that like it's not going to be trolls. It's not going to be problematic shit. You can just hang out. And you can bounce between the two. You can go to Lagtown Hall. Get your fight on. Post some articles about like racist shit. And post like just vent. And just like you know fuck all these like white supremacists. Blah blah blah. Like whatever you want. Just get loud, get angry, do whatever you want. That is your screaming box. You can post that. But then, when you want to relax, when you're tired, when your arms are restless, come on down to LagFam. Our doors are open. We'll greet you with a beer or a beverage of your choice. We can take you to gym class, which is a thread where all of us encourage each other to go to the gym and to get healthy. We post selfies, we talk about what we did for the workout, we like each other's photos, we encourage each other. Or you can go to another thread where we share music, new music. What are you listening to? What are you into? What's cool? What's hot? You can go to another thread where all we do is vent. Vent about your day, vent about your mom, vent about your work. Or you can go to another thread where we talk about meetups. We plan actual fucking meetups. And we actually do. I met people who were in Dallas like this week. Like that's how I watched Crazy Rich Asians. I watched it with people from that group. Do you realize like how cool that is for like the SJW community to kind of just like not be beefing and, and, and not be, you know, engaging in this, like, really toxic behavior, and we're actually just hanging out and, like, talking, talking about a movie. You know, I'm gonna, I'm, we're, we're planning with the, with the Dallas people over here, uh, or planning to, like, I don't know, go out to eat, get Korean food or something like that, you know? Just, like, meet people, be friends with the people in this community. Like, we're so, so much of us have so much to offer than just hot takes and, and receipts and, and, and think pieces. You know, so much of us have, you know, we have interesting jobs and interesting lives and, and, and cool families and cool interests and, and, and we can network together and, and, and we are our own support system. And so when I created this group, I, I, I saw this really dynamic, passionate community on lag. And I, and I realized that like, you know, we should do something about it and we should, build something beyond just people who comment on the same page. But now I want to take a step further and, and create an environment where people of color can kind of just like frolic in the fucking feels of this group and just be normal and just say however you feel without 
fear of being zucked and having your comment and your profile erased or, you know, getting trolled. Like, you have that on the group. Um, so, yeah, definitely join. You'll love it. And thank you all for joining the Woku podcast. This is episode five, the Crazy Rich Asians review, which I give a 7.5 out of 10. I love you all. I love you all. If you have an idea for something else you want me to talk about for the next podcast, honestly, I'm open to whatever. Reviews, all that shit. All right? Have a nice night, everybody. I love you.